Hello everyone and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm Alton, with me as always is Reese. Hello! And Kay. Ah. And today we have to talk about the most evil video game company to ever exist. The one that made a raccoon into a landlord. I'm talking, of course, about Nintendo. Ooh. Everyone fucking hates Nintendo. Uh, I, I I hate Nintendo. It's it's heartwarming to have this this fellowship of others who hate Nintendo just as much. One hundred percent. And for people who don't know, for context, uh, if you have ever said something even slightly negative about a Nintendo character or product, uh, well, you are aware of the slightly unhinged reaction that fans tend to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even though we're, we're talking about Nintendo this week, uh, we have to start off with a different baby toy company, uh, Magic the <laughs> Magic the Gathering. <laughs> um, is that that Wizards of the Coast? Yeah, is that the name the of the, those freaks. Wizards of the Coast, um, and then it's a subsidiary of Hasbro, who are the D D people, the Transformers people, and the My Little Pony people. So, Kay, you serve in the dark armies of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Um, oh, so, uh, please, please try to check your bias uh, uh, as we go through this story. Uh, listen, <laughs> nobody hates wizards more than the people who are fucking chained to the undying throne <laughs> of Magic <laughs> the Gathering, okay? The news story that we have to talk about is that everyone else, of course, has already covered because it takes us ages to produce <laughs> episodes. Yeah. Listen, this is this is the most on the cutting edge we've ever been. So let's let's That's let true. ourselves off, off the hook a little bit. <laughs> That's true. But everyone's heard this by now. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is bringing back the Pinkertons. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Um, I'm pretty you know, excited. I, I'm... The I'm a huge fan of their early work, and I thought they were gone. So it's it's big that they're back. And Absolutely, important work. When I was a child, the Pinkertons meant so much to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, we used to hear <laughs> the, the country, stories, you know, of of Pinkertons ruining lives. <laughs> <laughs> Inspired me to 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 ruin lives of my own. <laughs> listening to them, the stories of them ruining other people's lives, inspired me to ruin my own life. um this is an article from kotaku uh the obviously the least ethical gaming outlet on the the internet uh wizards of the coast raids youtubers house to take back magic gathering cards update by uh cc jang and we have to talk about uh, um I'm a little bit scatterbrained. I'm sorry. I've spent the last 24 hours listening to. Since Compound. you're scatterbrained, I'm going to deploy <laughs> this notion that every time we uh, say the word Kotaku, we should have like a scary Halloween noise that plays, like a, <laughs> like a wolf, like a wolf howl, like <laughs> in change rattling. That's a great yes. idea, Reese. Um, but going back to the Pinkertons. This article reminded me of it because it says, you probably know about the Pinkertons if you paid any attention to American History Class or at least played Red Dead Redemption 2 because this isn't like the first mm -hmm. time the Pinkertons made like the news, like in video game related news. Like, do you guys remember when... The Pinkertons sent them a cease and desist order. Yeah, that's it. 
The real Pinkertons. Oh, here's one from Engadget. The real Pinkertons aren't happy with Red Dead Redemption 2. The detective agency wants Rockstar to pay up or face a lawsuit. Oh my god. So this is the the Pinkertons are making lots of waves in the video game industry recently. Yeah. An elite evil private security uh, company um, that has absolutely done uh, a, a ton of alleged murders. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, and they're 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 making their way to gaming. They're making their way to Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I was gonna say taking a fucking attitude with Rockstar for correctly depicting them mm-hmm. is such a just fuck off, man. There's this attitude amongst powerful individuals and institutions that has been growing where they need to be loved as well as powerful. Like, mm-hmm. people can't be mean about you. It's not enough to be evil and rich and powerful. Everyone has to like you. Those uh, social dynamics, they like never babies. go away, no matter how much money yeah. you have. Like, you still have the human instinct to be a part of, like, a community and to be liked. And that it drives the rich and powerful insane. It does. I sleep like a baby every night because I know Elon Musk is fucking miserable. Uh, yeah. His soul is dead. And that makes me stronger. One of the few like billionaires I can say without a moment's hesitation that my life is objectively better than is wild. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway, for people who haven't heard, uh, I need to actually cover the actual story. So a YouTuber known as Dan, uh, quote unquote, old school MTG canon claimed that he was shooting videos on Saturday morning when Pinkerton agents arrived at his private residence. His dog started barking at something and his wife answered the door. Pinkerton agents came knocking at the door to recover, quote-unquote, the stolen product for Wizards of the Coast, which was March of the Machine Aftermath stuff, he said in a video about the raid. Emphasis his. March of the Machine's The Aftermath is an upcoming 50-card MTG card set that is set to release on May 12th this year is intended to be a supplement to the March of the Machine expansion, which came out last Friday. The streamer intended to purchase the publicly available expansion set, but somehow received the supposedly unreleased Aftermath set instead. So basically, he was sent this by mistake and got fucking Pinkerton agents sent to his goddamn door. <laughs> yeah, Wizards fucking or whatever retailer sending you the wrong thing uh, mm-hmm. apparently constitutes you having done a theft. That's the Pinkerton story, that this was stolen uh, is what it says here. Uh, eat shit. And the the greater, uh, I would say, Hasbro-verse has been absolutely up in arms about this because I watch, like, several D&D YouTubers and they've all released videos about, like, how they fucking hate Wizards of the Coast and they want them to die. Yeah, I mean, the shit Wizards pulled trying to, like, claim copyright on all fan-made D&D mm-hmm. stuff. That was just, uh, was that late last year? It was recent. Was it was really year? recent. The whole, like, it's, SRD yeah. res- revision, which, to get into that, uh, basically Wizards of the Coast, they have something called, like, the Open Gaming License, I think. Yeah. And it basically allows you to use the fundamental mechanics of, like, D&D 5th Edition in your own works without having to pay... Wizards of the Coast, a royalty, and it covers up to a certain amount of Dungeons and Dragons 5th editions, I believe, all compiled into like the SRD or Standard Rules Directory, which is also kind of what the video game Celasta uses. Um, yeah. And so a lot of creators like use this open gaming license basically to uh, create their own works. And now 
the thing that people were really upset about Wizards for is that they were making a new license that basically makes it so Wizard of the Coast owns everything that you put in anything using that license and also retroactively revokes the old licenses. It was pretty mm -hmm. insane, and the backlash was immense. And so a bunch of people in the D&D community have basically started making their own gaming licenses. I love to own an idea, an intellectual property, if you will. And, mm. it, and it's just all mine um, and, and nobody else's. Mm. I think that rips, uh, and I think it's really cool what Wizards of the Coast has done to further this idea for, like, the dumbest freak idea of all time like what what a what a bunch of creeps um <laughs> trying to There's pull that no... uh, that kind of stuff it's just like they, they you, you don't know you freaks don't even know what you're doing shut up yeah, they're so fucking stupid because there's so many really high-profile shows and podcasts and stuff that just do free advertising for them mm -hmm. um, that they were directly fucking with with this policy. Um, and, you know, the, the bad blood that created, even though they backed down, has not gone away. And I hope it never does. Wizards deserves to be reviled. They really do. They have honestly come out, like, the past six months or so, have just come out near the top of the list of like shitty gaming corporations. And I think that that's something that, you know, a lot of like video gamers are maybe not quite as aware of like mm. uh, all the, like the worst shitty excesses of like the video gaming industry is sort of endemic to large corporations of any sort. A, a fun new flavor to this I'm enjoying in this most most recent story, and also you know it, thinking about the Blizzard uh, C-suite execs who uh, also were you know Bush era appointees. Um, this this whole cross section of of American fascism uh, being expressed through the world of video games is something that. Well, it's I, I think of Magic as a video game because I, I only ever watch Kay play it on stream. Mm. But um, it is it is the the whole gaming industry in general is getting ever more disquieting, and uh, that's that's really exciting for uh, for all of us. I think. Oh yeah. Anyway, we will be sending out our Pinkerton agents to anyone who has tried to cut rip off our idea of doing a video game podcast. That's uh, right, Kyle. <laughs> that's your real <laughs> name. That probably is actually <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Labor Guy. <laughs> I'm imagining us oh, sending don't a his real last name oh, on the phone. I'm uh, no, I'm, I'm I won't back down. I'm doxing Kyle. Your last right, name is Labor Kyle. Guy. <laughs> Kyle Labor Guy. <laughs> Uh, Alton, I'm just imagining you sending a legal cease and desist letter to the angry video game nerd. Uh, just <laughs> being like, I uh... What a shitload of ass! What were they thinking? <laughs> and try, trying and then trying to get that through the community, see, see how well that's received. I think that would go over really well. I think that my I would probably be murdered by... The angry video game nerd and his 80-year-old fans. <laughs> I, I feel like the reality is that, like, he would probably be call me up and be, like, really nice, and then I'd feel bad. Uh, like, yeah, absolutely. The thing is with, like, James Ralph is that he's actually, like, a really nice person. It's really weird when he's not, like, you know, taking a diarrhea dump on bad NES games. He's strangely mature. So he'd call you up and he'd just be like, listen, I don't... 
want to say anything about the cease and assist? I want to just introduce you to my kids, you know? Yeah. You, know, like, exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't have the stomach for this, this Pinkerton business, Alton. Uh, that's true. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't sucked deeply enough from the soul annihilating well of capitalism. Mm. Anyway, speaking of the soul annihilating well of capitalism, back to Nintendo and how it sucks shit. So there was a recent update about the guy who was like selling, I believe, jailbreaking stuff for Nintendo products. Mm. <laughs> Gary Bowser. This is another article that says Nintendo hacker will be punished for the rest of his life. He basically will be paying like 25 to 30 percent of his income for the rest of his working life, which is insane. They can do that like this. Every time I see this article come up, people are just like, yeah, but he was also an asshole and he sold shitty products and that should make it legal for a corporation to just dock your pay for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah that, it's that, insane that that can happen. Yeah, that turns it from just like fucked up to like just like a deeply horrific tragedy to, to see people try to frame it like that. It's just like, your mm. console could have gotten bricked. So Homelander has to kill this guy or, <laughs> you know, it, it feels like that's the, that's the attitude. That's the vibe. Yeah. And if I was Bowser, incredible name for this guy to have, uh, I know what I would do. And I hope he does. Mm. Interestingly, um, a, a bit from the, uh, the article here about it. So they began the process of skimming his wages while he was in prison. Mm -hmm. And I just want to point out the wording of this article. Like many American inmates, Bowser was able to work a job. Uh, and I think that's a fun way to frame prison labor as like an opportunity. <laughs> that's really interesting to me. Skill building opportunity. Yeah. Stay tuned for my next video where I talk about how uh, you will be coerced into working under threat of solitary confinement in many prisons. Like like many American inmates, Bowser was uplifted into uh, 80 hours a week in the sewing machine room. <laughs> For fucking pennies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's, that's cool journalism, I think. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. um, speaking of cool journalism, the second Nintendo thing that we have to talk about are the people freaking the fuck out that, like, all right, so the full context... Zelda Tears of the Kingdom leaked early and basically no outlets wanted to cover it for fear of losing their, you know, early access to the video game from Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, but apparently Kotaku had already been blacklisted by Nintendo for something, which is interesting. Oh, uh, I don't know if either of you remember i think i looked it up at some point but i do not recall why they were blacklisted my my understanding um is that nintendo wanted to make line edits in in an article about you know games coverage and kotaku was like listen we're stealth you know uh part of the industry and helping you out but we we, we can't look ourselves in the mirror and let you just literally write the copy um mm. and so nintendo blacklisted them <laughs> And so that's that's the beef. And so Nintendo has just not forgiven them for that. Oh. <laughs> I just Googled why did Nintendo blacklist Kotaku and a site called KoopaTV.org 
I'm looking at that. Yeah. Says Kotaku is deservedly blacklisted by Nintendo, which I, I don't know if that is a reputable, um, uh, uh, unbiased site, uh, Koopa TV. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, renowned journalist uh, Ludwig von Koopa writes, um, as enemies of the people, Kotaku <laughs> should be blacklisted by every other company, too. <laughs> enemies of the people. <laughs> I, yes. I love Co Koopa TV. I mean, I, I disagree with them on some things. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm getting my news from now on, just so we're clear. <laughs> I'm looking at the Koopa TV uh, Twitter now. Koopa TV quote tweeting Kotaku mad at their Nintendo reviews. Oh, that rocks. What a beautiful life that must be. People are being such fucking dickheads about it. It's like, oh, Takako's like, why did they blacklist us? <laughs> and it's like, they, they're doing this after they got blacklisted. It should be said at the top. Okay, Kotaku sucks. You you have you have that initial point. Mm -hmm. The way these people have let Kotaku into their mind palace and it <laughs> haunts them like Jason Voorhees, mm -hmm. just a killing blow anytime they're just like, "What if a gay person wasn't linked to the past?" Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's wonderful. I love them all. Yeah, it, it is pretty fucking stupid. Like they're just like freaking the fuck out because Kotaku did. Well, some might consider journalism uh, for once and like actually yeah. reported on something before anyone else because, well, they were the only one blacklisted, so they don't give a shit if they cover like the leaks. What are they going to do? Blacklist them even more? <laughs> it provides great evidence for how um, games companies absolutely control so-called games journalism, you know? Mm. Like, you have to already be totally fucked in terms of getting stuff from Nintendo to actually report on them. Exactly. Like, this is liberating for Kotaku in a way, because like I said, most other games outlets were not going to cover these leaks because, you know, they would lose that, like, direct access relationship that they have with the publisher. Yeah. But if you're already blacklisted, you have nothing to fear. And I think that this is 100% what makes... uh. James Stephanie Sterling, uh, such a more reputable and better source of games coverage than basically almost any like industry games journalist. Oh, yeah. Because you have no special relationship with the publisher. You're not getting like promo codes or shit like that. And like Reese said, that this is just at more evidence that like the, the games journalism, quote unquote, uh, industry is absolutely fucked because like... 90% of it is just like a business and they don't want to rock the boat at all. I think I would really turn around on Kotaku um, and start loving them if they just started constantly publishing like borderline libelous uh, childish attacks on <laughs> Nintendo like every day. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite tweets that came out that made me so fucking mad that they added a fucking community note to it, which is just the fucking worst is uh, uh, Pickle Jeff at Fat Idiot 341 basically said, Reviews for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom are flying in. IGN, 3 out of 10. Destructoid, 2 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Just wonderful. Just absolutely, when you realize how easy it is to upset Nintendo fans, you really just gotta go all in. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. 
I'm ready to move on, but I got one more like tweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so here's a, a really fun tweet, which has a nice twist ending. So this comes from Immortan Jabroni at Kuga underscore game ing with the full game and ing. Uh, literally the coolest thing Kotaku could do if the games industry is going to engage in anti-press, anti-audience market manipulation by trading access for coverage. Kotaku is heroic for spreading information on Nintendo doesn't like to be shared. And this is a quote tweet of OJ Player Essence saying, a Kotaku senior editor recently complained about being blacklisted by Nintendo of America pre-release coverage. So in retaliation, they decided to publish the leaks of Tears for the Kingdom. Unprofessional and insanely petty of them. Clown website with clown editors. And a follow-up to a Morton Jabroni's tweet is, oh, OP literally works for Nintendo He's getting paid to rile people up against games journalists that upset Daddy N, which I don't. <laughs> Big N. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't necessarily endorse that name. No. For Nintendo. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that is very funny, though. And what's insane is then that tweet has replies being like, "No, he doesn't. You're lying." But I mean, it's it's in his bio. Very weird. Uh, 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 Nintendo yeah. with the hardo. Nintendo of America brand ambassador. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Ooh, his business email is right there. Interesting. 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 Our, I, I wish we had insane fans like Come Town. They won't do it. <laughs> no, they won't do shit. You bunch of pussies. <laughs> <laughs> you won't send death threats to this guy. We don't. <laughs> don't. Don't put. Don't. Don't put Conky in that position. Conky, please. Actually, Conky, please don't. You're the only one I know who's insane enough to do that. <laughs> Conky, we'll talk. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, one second. Before we move on, I just want to read through this uh, Nintendo fans freak out article and see if there's anything good. Go through this real quick and check for interesting things. Very well. See, I thought that they would report on the people freaking out about them, but they're probably wisely staying quiet. There's 141 mm, um, comments on it. That's probably insane. Yeah, d jump into the comments. I do not have the Zelda variant of the, the Gamer Plague, so cannot really connect. I mean, I like it, but some I'm not like these people. These people are hungry for it. Nintendo hogs are a special kind of piggy. Yeah, um, they get vicious when you threaten when you even imply that their their piggy troughs are less than ideal. Um, I watched part one of the your streams and I can say the only thing that was revealed was well, this is the first video game the streamer has ever played. Nice. <laughs> I love people who are just like game journalists, quote unquote, don't know how to play video games. <laughs> And I mean that's kind of that's kind of true for some of them, but like I guess they don't really understand that like their job isn't being really good at playing video games. Their job is to write about video games, which is like a different skill set. Yeah, you know you can have both, but I'm just saying that like it doesn't really matter at all. It's like a weird thing to even 
yeah. think about you know. Yeah, it's it's not about being good at video games. It's about being skilled enough to distill the vibes of an Assassin's Creed in a weekend. In yeah, a way that will, <laughs> will, will that will serve the serve father and mother. You know. Yeah. Listen, you're you're talking about people who just play like every game for like an, a single week, like just crushing through it as fast as possible to get out their copy before you know the review embargo is, is lifted like it's pretty much just like you know the people who are like you are so bad at these video games are like playing them for like 40 to 80 hours bare minimum and are like enthusiasts versus you know people who have a product that they have to review for over a yeah. week there's nothing funnier to me than when uh, you hear game journalists who are absolutely kind of like burned out on the cycle of, of playing whatever they're playing, but still need to like analyze it. And they're just like, okay, uh, my girlfriend uh, just got cancer, but the Final Fantasy VII remake has dazzling uh, uh, uh. graphics. Uh, <laughs> brand return to form while explore expanding the narrative. <laughs> and it's, it's like, okay, thanks. That's the thing. Is that, like, I really feel like, I don't know, like every video game hog, I don't know if people still think this, but back in like the, the early 2000s and 2010s, like every single video game piggy was like, game journalist would be the best job to have ever. Um, because, you know, we were all little goblin children who replaced social interaction with video games and thought that like going to e3 was like fucking going to mecca listen i have many i have many <laughs> flaws but i had real dreams i'm sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right maybe this just describes me <laughs> <laughs> but i mean like i you know when i was a little kid i would read like the official xbox magazine which is like uh basically which you know looking back on it was basically just uh nothing but mar a marketing outlet of microsoft mm -hmm. corporation um <laughs> but you know even back then you're still like you read about e3 you get to like learn about like the latest in greatest in video games you get to like hyped up on these next gen experiences that are seem so unreal and like you have this infinite imagination of what could possibly be included in games and then, mm -hmm. like, you know, you actually, if you actually manage to get to the position of game journalist, you play, like, a video game every week until you fucking hate them. You don't get downtime. Yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. You get burnt out on this shit. Yeah, I wouldn't I, want to I, do that job. I do know what you mean, because uh, from, from the ancient times, I remember quite clearly being led around by the nose by Nintendo Power mm. and having, like, the cute little you know, interactions and, you know, trying to get to know the CEO. He's your pal. Stuff like that. All right. So are we ready to move on? Yes. Okay. I am so ready. We got two different cringe binges. Which one do you want to do first? We got a video game related one and a Joe Rogan related one. Or did Joe Rogan second? Joe Rogan second. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we got to talk about Bethesda's latest and greatest failure, which Seems like they're doing a lot of that. I don't know what the fuck happened to Bethesda. Like, one of the most highly rated, like, RPG companies that's ever... Hey, yeah, on. I mean, they, they started restructuring um, a few years back because they were... I, I don't know all the business lingo, but they were basically going up for auction, which is why um, mm -hmm. Microsoft ultimately bought them. And I feel like the game plan, and this is why 76 was the way it was, 
was just to try to turn around as much as you could, as quick as you could. Um, so they just had to put something out and try to, like, monetize it to fuck. Um, and I... A company doesn't really come back from that. Listen, I really gotta get into, like, the history of this. I was looking through, like, the wiki page for Redfall. Mm-hmm. All right, so to further give context for Redfall, just so people know how far they've fallen, ironically, um, it's not Bethesda's main studio. Redfall is developed by Arcane Austin, which Arcane Austin, there's like two different branches of Arcane Studios. Like there's Mm -hmm. the one that developed Dishonored and Dark Messiah, Arcs Vitalis, all that shit. You know, I would say Dishonored is like the main thing. Sure. Uh, that's like the big thing they're known for, really smash hit. But Arcane Austin developed the 2017 Prey title, which is, you know, I think most people liked Prey, even though it's sort yeah. of, you know, dropped off the radar a little bit. But they also <laughs> they also developed Wolfenstein Youngblood. Um, <laughs> which me and Reese can say is one of the most dog shit video games either of us have ever played. <laughs> which, like, I got, like, the the special edition, which gave you, like, a free co-op code. And so me and Reese played Wolfenstein Youngblood, and it was the most dog shit thing I think either of us have played in quite some time. What are your thoughts, Reese? Oh, that sucks. I, I remember, what I remember is me trying to be, you know, grateful for, for the co-op gift and being like, hey, you want to try uh, Wolfenstein again? Maybe, you know, see if we can find something fun? You were like, no. <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, yep. <laughs> um, I, I think also something important to point out about Bethesda is that they are, their parent company is Zinimax, which mm-hmm. has not gotten a lot of coverage on Regat Toto. But is a deeply insane place uh, with mm. me, where many deeply insane things happen. Demons. So I I, I can only uh, imagine what uh, they what dictates they have uh, towards a, a studio like Arcane. I can only vaguely remember this, but like as Reese was alluding to, Zenimax, I believe there was like some weird fucking drama that like the founder basically got kicked out of his own company by like some insane lawsuit by like the the actual money behind it um interesting I'm, i don't know if you can remember that what i remember wasn't he uh wasn't sitting max the place where palmer lucky did his evil deeds um that's what i remember i don't yeah zinni max lawsuit so this might be him but also the guy one one of the guys in this lawsuit also was found to have done a lot of insane like 4chan like Trump memes, and they just found this like this stash of like incredibly nasty, you know, bigoted stuff, and so that was, I think, a huge part of it too. And now he owns a drone company. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Christopher Weaver was one of the founders, and he filed a lawsuit against Zenimax, claiming he was ousted by his new business partners and owed severance. You know, so just a a, a clusterfuck of insane. Activision style business fuckery. And it should be known that Bethesda, I think, are just the publishers for Redfall. And so obviously as the publisher, they get to handle all like the customer side support, which is great because we get this tweet from at Pat Stares at. Uh someone just sent this to me and I can't believe it. From the Redfall Steam reviews. 
Somebody got a developer response that says, uh, Bethesda Narathi developer posted May 4th. Hello, we are sorry to hear that you experience technical issues with Redfall. We can understand your frustration since the game is constantly crashing. We are happy to help assist and get the game to work. First, please make sure your PC meets the system requirements link. If your PC meets the system requirements, you can move on to the crash troubleshooting in our article, our help article here. Link. If this is not resolve your issue with Fallout 76, please submit a support ticket at the <laughs> link and an agent will be happy to help. Thank you for your review and we hope to have you back in Redfall soon. Warm regards, Bethesda customer service port. So, who wheeling out awesome. wheeling out a letter template from the this Fallout 76 days. Not It'd be really look. funny if if the support links just uh, sent you to the Fallout 76 website. Yeah. They're just like <laughs> they're just like just play it. Come on. <laughs> but of course, okay, you you were on for several of the Fallout 76 episodes early on, and so mm -hmm. we've been covering the Fallout 76 debacle for ages. So that that's like a combination made in hell. Like the publishers of Fallout 76 with the developers of Wolfenstein Youngblood. Holy oh shit. <laughs> so, as far as I could tell, Youngblood was a rushed out like vehicle for monetization, and it kind of seems like Redfall is the exact same thing, so I feel mm. like that is what Arcane Austin is being used for now. That's which so is unfortunate. I, I do I'm think that they're being set up for failure in a similar way that EA loves to do uh, with with their acquisitions that Square loves to do with Western developers. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Just be insane at them for profit. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know, not to stan Arcane, but it, it does really feel like if you tell the Prey people to do a Left for Dead, you're kind of not really using your full noodle for the application of resources. I don't know. I like yeah. that. I like that expression, Reese. <laughs> Which one? Using your full noodle, because that could mean your brain or your penis. You need oh, or, both to make a video. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, I I just wanted to let give people the full context of like the fall from grace of like the developers of critically acclaimed game Prey to fucking Wolfenstein Youngblood and Redfall. That is so upsetting. Like I don't even know if it's like the same people who develop Prey because obviously when you talk about video game development companies, you got this fucking ship of Theseus problem where like thirty three percent of the entire staff gets laid off every release. Yeah, it's like how no one who made fucking Outer Worlds, uh, you know, had anything to do with New Vegas. Yeah. And boy, can you tell. <laughs> like how no one who made Outer Worlds is going to see Christian heaven. <laughs> yeah, like that. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like when people getting mad at the new Star Wars because EA is dog shit. It's just like fucking grow up. Grow up, you piece of shit. Like, you, just, you, you know what was going to happen. Uh, yeah, it's not the developers really responsible for this. It's the publishers. Publishers are the ones that set deadlines. Publishers are the ones that are like, you got to release it on this date with this feature set. And they're the ones who are paying, you know, the actual money for the development to happen. You know, like doing, I, I mean, I'm not really in the development world, but I understand bits and parts of it. Like they get paid for like milestones of development. So they're they're really the ones responsible for like, rushing these games out in like a half-baked state and gamers are obviously upset about every single one of these where it's just like yeah every triple a game comes out broken as shit now maybe it's you know maybe the problem 
actually endemic to the the video game industry and maybe even bigger than that maybe it's in, maybe it's endemic to capitalism oh my god and, and it's so infuriating too because it's not like these we're talking about the cutting edge of technology you know not mm -hmm. we're not developing cold fusion here you, you can have a pretty good business plan for what is going to work like they, they've made video games before um, and they've they've turned it into uh, part of their freak science, and they know if they do push these buttons through these ad networks or whatever, you can make it work. But you need to have these things on the back end. Um, but once you know people get the scalable money brain uh, thing um, in their, their the worm, the parasite in their brain, uh, mm. they they start behaving like this just to to squeeze whatever they can out of uh, the various stones they own. Yeah. It mystifies me. You know, actually, I'm going to get even deeper into this. It mystifies me how gamers, like, I, I know these aren't, like, the same people reacting to every single one of these releases, but still, it, it, like, how, as, like, somebody who's been gaming for, like, more than, like, a couple of years, are you ever surprised when a AAA video game comes out and is broken as shit for months until they patch it? Like, how is that yeah, something no. that elicits, like, a, a rage response? And this ties into something I've been seeing recently where I saw they posted something that was like, if you could go back in time and fix one of these games, have perfect release, full of content, 95% free of bugs when it comes out, which do you choose? And just showed AAA games like Cyberpunk, Fallout 76, Battlefield 2042, and Halo Infinite. And it's like... Uh, I pick E, Honey Pop. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Now we're talking. I love I love that even in this fantasy situation, it's 95% free of bugs. Let's not <laughs> I know, right? They're just like, <laughs> well, we have to be realistic here. There's gonna be some. It's There's gonna you know. be some bugs. <laughs> I, I know, I know none of us are too practiced at at, at hope, so uh, <laughs> oh, no. but like this it fucking inf this tweet fucking infuriated me just because it's like even in this like theoretical scenario, you're talking about games that did get fixed post-release you know what i mean like they had the the budget and the resources to actually do that mm -hmm. the, the thing is that halo didn't even really have that bad of a launch it was just delayed and then the launch i, I played it at launch it, it wasn't perfect but it it was not like legendarily terrible they don't even have like a good sense of of the question they're asking they're just like oh Pick four random examples that came out recently. The Halo, the Resident Evil. It just feels yeah. like uh, unmoored. Yeah, but the thing that really fucking like set me off about this is like all the fucking people saying cyberpunk and the whole thing about like the cyberpunk, like the insane backlash on cyberpunk because the thing that people need to remember about the cyberpunk release is that it was overhyped to shit and back. Like you literally had mm -hmm. like these gamer hoglets like literally you know swarming in people's mentions when they would like say something negative about this game that hasn't even been released they were like fucking you know harassing journalists who gave it a lower than average score even though it's a game they haven't fucking played and like there were <laughs> clear signs that things were fucked from the get-go um yeah and at least when cyberpunk was fucked up that was funny uh cyberpunk exactly. is, is looks extremely fucking boring to play um, I know yeah. some people who like it. Well, you are it's also kind of a well-known Witcher Three disliker, so you know. See, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Witcher Three enjoyer, and I, I think it's kind of boring, cyberpunk. So 
Well, I don't even want to comment on the game currently. The thing is, is that Cyberpunk was like a lesson. People around the time were just like, oh God, I should never do pre-orders again. And yeah. I just don't think that like, I don't think that there is such a thing as like a uh, collective gamer memory. Like it's no, literally you... like fucking goldfish. Like the, the new AAA game comes out broken as shit and people are still just like, I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> well, they pitch, you know, cyberpunk like a, like a huge turnaround hero story, like a, like No Man's Sky or something. They're just like, mm. well, they did pull it together, you know? And just like a single tear falls at, the, <laughs> at, at, at their determination. Oh, man. It, it really just riles me up. It's like, it's like the video games, just we can never learn anything. It's just the same fucking tired shit every fucking like, year. It's just like, okay, gamers are harassing somebody for saying one of their uh, hog treats was subpar. Um, the new video game comes out hideously broken like we all knew it would be. And then mm -hmm. the, the gamers clutch their pearls and gasp in shock and awe when that happens. It's just, I, I don't understand. Like maybe it's just the fact that, you know, new people are always coming in new, you know, uh, suckers born every minute, gamers born every like second. Yeah. Even more upsetting. But I, I just don't know. I don't know why they would like, will there ever be any progress? You think? Are we always just going to be being like, gamers are mad once again and have decided to blame it on a woman? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, they'll never learn. I don't think so uh, either. I, 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 incredible I, suffering, will they learn anything? Agreed. Well, see, that's what I thought that uh, cyberpunk was. I thought cyberpunk would be enough incredible suffering to, like, actually stick in people's minds. I'm sure it did. In some people's minds, there are some gamers out there who would have been, you know, upsetty spaghetti about the new AAA release. But uh, they, they learned their lesson. But, like, the thing is, it just it doesn't seem to matter. There's always more people. Well, I mean, you got to think about it like this. These dullards... Getting upsetty spaghetti about uh, Zelda or whatever is the closest thing they will ever know to ecstasy. Like <laughs> they, they, their life is just nothing but numbness. Um, and and That's so there, there's only one answer um, for 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 many of them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Follow That's, your leader. Uh, therapy. Oh, and I should be the one to carry it out. Oh, therapy. Fuck. <laughs> um, I really want to talk about the Joe Rogan thing, guys. I don't mean to. No, no we, we have to. We have to. We have to. <laughs> I'm don't. sorry. We're not badly over time. We're actually at 50. Oh, we're really minutes. not? Okay. If, if we're not bad over time, oh, that's no rush, fine. Then. Um, uh, I, I just think didn't want to. Okay. I'm okay. ready to move on. I just want to say I agree. They love being mad. That's why they're not going to stop. It gets them hard. The gamers. That's correct. All Absolutely. right. I've got my, I've got the clip up. I've got it at zero minutes. Um, the first clip. And we're going to okay. watch all these clips. And I, I want us to sync up. <laughs> yeah, on we them. are. <laughs> I only watched one or two of these, um, so I'm really excited. Uh, mm -hmm. So our last segment for today, another cringe bin segment, this time completely unrelated to gaming, but on everyone's favorite, well, I guess maybe related to gaming, you know, Kim Jong-il. Anti-communism is gamer, gamer, gamer yeah. culture. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, fucking uh, a new new interview between uh, Yon Mi Park <laughs> and Joe Rogan released, and it is... It's really fucking funny. Before we start the clip, can I ask who this person is? Like, what is this? Uh, other than broadly obvious goofery. Um, oh, uh, you mean Yomni Park? Yeah. yeah what, what, what exactly is her deal? Okay. 
So she is uh, at this point pretty infamous North Korea defector who has made a pretty fucking lucrative career for herself. Um, basically going on to any like anyone's podcast or fucking TV show, wherever they'll let her come um, to tell stories about how horrible North Korea is. Baller. Um, and Baller. The thing Queen. is, that her, her stories are ludicrously unbelievable. She has a, a famous one where she says that there's no there's one train in North Korea and people have to push it. <laughs> and so they're just pushing this one train like all around the country all the time. So she's like, so she's like North Korean, like Yakov Smirnoff, like the like, yeah, yeah, kind of. like and they're doing bits, just like these these incredibly Here's weird thing, bits. Though, <laughs> like Yunni Park is just one in a rogues gallery of. Uh, there's like an entire fucking industry of like. Oh yeah, getting North Korean defectors to. Basically paying them and putting them on TV and getting them, you know, out there as long as they will say insane, stupid shit about North Korea. Like, the thing is, I, I watched, like, a YouTube documentary on this. And, you know, if you are a defector from North Korea and you go to, like, South Korea, shit's pretty hard for you. Like, there's a lot oh, yeah. of discrimination uh, against even, like, people who defect from North Korea. And it's there's a ton of discrimination and like it sucks ass to be poor in South Korea. It's not really a lot of them don't find that it's really any better for them, you know. Yeah. Some people even say it's worse. Yeah, that's not surprising. Like North Korea is a poor country, but it's not, you know, it's not the open air death camp that people like Park would have you believe. So they're just going from, you know, living in one poor country to living in a richer country, but living in a rich country, but as a poor person. Yeah, so it's like, okay. What, what the fuck did I leave my whole family behind for? This sucks ass. Yeah, <laughs> this is. They, there's a lot of incentive for people who uh, defect from North Korea to basically sell their soul to Radio Free Asia and just start making shit up so that they yeah, can be used as like anti North Korean propaganda. And I get why they do it because they have a hard time getting work in South Korea because there's so much fucking discrimination. Like mm -hmm. some fucking piece of shit Westerner suddenly shows up and is like, hey, I'll give you lots of money if you say that you had to push the train until your arms fell off or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see why you would take that. Uh, but she, Park feels special in that. She's an artist. I think she loves it. She okay. loves, she's, she is, the pen is on fire when she's come up with a new bit, you know? And it's a perfect <sighs> pairing because you have, like, the um, Da Vinci of lying versus, like, human ape Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan in a staggering display of, of credulousness. Oh, it's just wonderful. Fully, fully absorbing and believing <laughs> yeah. her. I'm in, done in, talking in about this. Let's fucking do it. Listen, listen. listen. All right. Uh, everyone ready? Yep. All right. Three... Two, one, click. My mom was source for a just like mentally retarded family, the farmers' family, Fuck. and we go <laughs> became a free labor for them and being a sex slave for them. And and then being a sex slave for a mentally retarded family. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was source for a uh, my mom fucking come town bit. You can't convince me otherwise. It is, right? This is comes from True Anon Pod. Uh, Yanmi Park tells Joe Rogan her family were both regular and sex slaves for a mentally retarded family in China. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got clip two. Clip two, like uh, three tweets down. Is everyone ready? Yeah. Yep. 
All right, three, two, one, click. And North Korean men above four, ten feet high, they have to go to military. Here's one that's just an image uh, that says, so everyone's dog and all of North Korea was confiscated and killed. Oh, this is fucking rules. Okay, next one, the one under that. All right, Ready. three, two, one, click. Dying in these hospitals and rats would eat the eyeballs of the people who were dying and children who were starving would eat the rats and then the children would die and the rats would eat the children. Dying in these hospitals. I feel like I've heard, I've heard that one from her before, I think. Just like oh, the, okay. the rat child. The way that he eats, he fucking reads it out. <laughs> oh, All right, let's let's break it down, Miss Park. Uh, uh, the uh, children, <laughs> the children, oh, the rats eat the children, and then the children <laughs> eat the rats, and then the rats eat the children that die from eating the rats. This is like a uh, Warhammer fantasy nursery rhyme. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right, there's the one underneath that. Are you ready for the okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, three, two, one, click. You you never went days where you didn't see. This is a, a normal thing to see dead bodies. It was every day as 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 like normal as like breathing the air right now. <laughs> you every day. The, the thing that gets me about that one is just the little the little hoof from Joe Rogan right at the end there. Where you can just yeah. tell he's just like I can't believe that. That's so like <laughs> that's so incredibly fucked up. Oh, that's. Oh my God! I didn't know that North Korea was such a, a hellhole for people. Uh, and this is the last the, one. This is the poop this last quota. one is the grand finale. It's right. really good. Let's go. All okay. right, is everyone ready? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Click. That regime cannot have a fertilizer. They don't even have the technology to have the fertilizer. So they uh -huh. demand us to bring the poop. And <laughs> as a kid, you go to school. The teachers beat you, and then go home and look for poop. So what? I would go on the streets and looking if anywhere, like, a dog pooped or somewhere. Of course, like, all those dogs are poops gone. So finding what? a poop anywhere, you don't eat, eat, eat much. You don't poop, like, in North Korea, like, a few times a month. What? It's a very really? precious thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, that, oh, my God. <laughs> She's fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, She's of like, course. oh, we're looking for dog poop, but oh, fuck. I, I forgot earlier. I said that we killed all the dogs in North Korea. Yeah, so no, there's oh. no dog poop. Dogs are gone. You yeah. can tell that in her head, she's just like, there's no way he's going to buy this one, right? This has to be the line. And then Joe's just like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> human poop? It's just like, how? We don't have the technology to do fertilizer in North Korea. They have fucking nukes, lady. Yeah. They haven't developed fertilizer. They have ICBMs. <laughs> you want us to believe that, like, fertilizer, like, just the, the process of just putting nitrate in the ground is too difficult for North Korean scientists. Oh, my God. This was something that when I first saw it, I was just like, <laughs> is this a very tall Bart thing? Like, what on earth is happening? Uh, <laughs> Um, and it's, I was really waiting for somebody to just be like, come on guys, this was obviously deep faked from, <laughs> I know, I, I, I legitimately <laughs> thought that this might've been a deep fake, like uh, the, the first video I saw, uh, this is the best, this is just fucking rules. I'm so glad that we ended on this note.
Uh, K has oh, posted something. I don't. Should I? Should we read it? That's. I don't know. I don't think we should. To be honest, I think no. that's just a treat for us. No, that, that's a, that's us. just for us. A little little cherry on top of this episode. Oh, also, this is mostly for Reese, who might not be familiar, but this is what Park um, used to look like. Uh, she has had extensive work done during her career as like a weird, um, you know, story time for for Joe Rogan uh, about North Korea lady. Um, and that's why she looks so shiny now. And yeah, I can't there, stop there is... thinking about that. It's so weird. You know, I, I do not know what is it, the contents of uh, of her heart. But there is just such a, a casual contempt she appears to have for Rogan and just in general. <laughs> it's like, of course, it's, it's bodies everywhere. No football bodies. It's so sad. It's, it's I don't know. Sorry for the racist accent, but. Uh... Listen, like I said before the podcast, I was high for 24 hours and listened to Come Town clips. Uh, I am I am unwell and this will not affect me greater. You, you just yeah. drop in the bucket. <laughs> Every podcast gets a certain quota of racist accents, and we're well. Alden, you were you were drifting into Obama voice just a little bit for that. Was I? Uh, I've been up for twenty four hours. Listen, let me be clear. Let me be clear. That's what happens. I've been chiefing that loud, and <laughs> listening to Come Town pretty much <laughs> all day. That's and, what he does uh, now. It's I think it's really funny when uh, Nick tries to get the other two to say the n word. <laughs> oh my god so the thing about you mentioned um like the contempt she has and you see that with people who are like serial liars um because they really think they're smarter than the people that they're lying to and like kind of the the biggest giveaway is that contempt joe rogan you know, i would think that she is smarter than joe rogan too of course she's smarter than joe rogan honestly i dream blunt rotation um includes her i would love just you know if oh somehow God, she could be fully yes. off the record and no i wouldn't tell anyone if she could just like actually tell me what she's thinking i would i would fucking kill for i would that. do I it just to be like i'm passing freak. you're passing the blunt to her and she's just like in north korea if you're found with weed your whole family is beaten to death and then like, yeah, to dogs, so and then the dogs are killed, <laughs> and the rats eat the dead dogs, and the children eat the rats that ate the dead dogs. And I'm like, hell yeah, that whips. <laughs> oh my god, I really we we need to turn that clip into of Joe Rogan saying that in, into you know auto tune like dan Euro dance music because oh, just yeah. him, <laughs> and then the children eat the rats, and then the rats eat the dogs, and then the dogs eat. It's it just it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that guy does RLM uh, remixes Noiseland. Noiseland, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. They need to do that. <laughs> Fuck, that would whip. Oh, Hell yeah. Shit. All right, well, that's it. That's everything we have on the docket today. I think that that was a very successful episode. I hope, listener, if you enjoyed it too. I, I hope also that everybody enjoyed it. Oh, my God. I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. I'm going to be thinking about the rats eating the eyes and the kids eating <laughs> the rats and the dying and then the rats eating the kids. It's a circle of life, and it moves the soul. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful what happens in North Korea every day, every, every single day. day you know? They're out there looking for dog poop, and there's no dog poop because the dogs were all killed. Obviously, obviously, what? idiot. Yeah, you fucking dummy. You're trying to look what for I dog love, poop. It... It's precious. It's a precious thing. <laughs> 
Uh, also, I wish, North I Korea I looks know. like it, it unironically rips to live in. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no gaming anywhere. Well, they've got, I think they've probably got some kind of gaming. Pushing the train is a game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, just being able to to go somewhere without looking at a fucking ad every eight seconds. The part of me yearns. <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> I've seen videos of North Korea. They like people going on like the, the tourism uh, yeah. you know, like the young pioneers tour and you just see like like old people just out in a park like just dancing and like having a picnic um you know it's probably not you know it's probably a pretty hard place to live but i imagine you know there's probably not all bad i bet parade day rips like i want to go to parade day those rats are so tasty taking taking my you lady to parade are, day i bet those oh rats fed on the eyeballs of dying children <laughs> i want to <laughs> I, I gotta sup from that forbidden meat. Honestly, yeah, I gotta get me some the, of that. The rats eat the children, and then mm. the children eat the dogs, and then the dogs <laughs> eat the girlfriends, and then the girlfriends <laughs> eat the poop. Anyways, <laughs> all right, that's enough riffing. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. So, Reese, where can people find you online and your great content, especially the podcast that you? Spent 16 hours delaying this one to record. Uh, I, uh, you can find me at your very good bud on Twitter. You should also check out CRT Sound System, uh, which uh, Alton is is continuously uh, uh, displaying <laughs> a behavior of aggression towards, uh, but I respect it. And uh, and yeah, that's it. All right, Kay, where can people find you online and your upcoming video? about how great North Korea is. Uh, absolutely. Uh, my official North Korea propaganda channel is mm -hmm. on YouTube. It's called K and Skittles. And I will tell you all about um, how it's okay to eat the rats, even though the rats just ate the kids and the kids ate the rats. I'll tell you all about that. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter where I try to find the last dog in North Korea. <laughs> at yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in North Korea, Geogesser <laughs> is about finding the dog, the one, the last dog. Oh, man. All right. And I've rebranded. So you can find me at Rude Fox Alton, all one word, at everything on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Mm hmm. But go follow me on all those things. Yeah, rebrand. I finally removed the letters from my name, which it, it's been a long time coming. I could not think of anything. And then, mm -hmm. ironically, I was looking at CRT Sound Systems, and I saw the description of the episode of me in it, and it says Rude Fox Alton. And I'm like, <laughs> little, it's, certain, it's got a certain twang to it. Uh, <laughs> so actually, as much as I'm, you know, as much as I'm currently giving Reese a hard time, I, I do appreciate that. As with everything, I give all credit to Tom. Um, I just, you know, ride on coattails. All right, and you can find more great podcast material at uh, videogamesoftheworst.pinecast.co, and I think that that's it. Oh, you can also give us a dollar, if you want, a month for our great premium content, like a Mountain Dew Horror Stories, uh, Video Games Are Okay Maybe, where we actually tell you about video games we like. Uh, and you should do that because they are really good episodes that are. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging away at snake oil as well. Excellent. And that's all we have for today. So thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everyone. Bye. Goodbye.
Oh, <laughs> 